Welcome, my name is Bridget Cassidy and I'm pleased to be joined today by Emma Maurer, who is the Vice President of Business Development and Partnership at PeerFit, Ashley Karpinski, who is Aetna's Director of Behavioral Health Strategy and Innovation, and our own Michelle Bledsoe, who is Head of Sales of the West Region here at Maritain. So as part of our women's podcast series, today we're gonna to be talking about the importance of taking care of ourselves. And we all know that in our industry and in our daily work, we talk a lot about this with our clients and with our customers. But the question is, are we always so good about practicing what we preach and taking care of ourselves individually? So that's the conversation that we're gonna to have today. So I wanna thank you all for joining me for what I'm sure is gonna be a great discussion and a great uh, takeaways for our listeners. So Michelle, I thought I'd start out with you and have you talk a little bit about why this matters, why it's important to you, why it's especially important for us as women, because you certainly have a lot of passion around this topic inside our organization. So can you sort of share with our listener, listeners why you think this is so important? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I purposely chose the healthcare industry due to my own journey of um, combining my beliefs and my uh, passion around health and wellness. And, and I love the fact that I'm in an industry that allows us to be advocates for a healthier living and work with, with different providers to bring these to our customers, to employees, to their families. And I, I think this is such an important topic for women as, as we're typically caregivers to many, but it's also an important topic to anyone and everyone. And especially in the time frame that we're in right now in our current environment, where we're, we have further isolation from people and events, we're working in different um, norms outside of our, our normal way that we work. Someone said the other day to me, uh, we're not no longer working from home, we're living at work. And, and that really resonated with me. And so, you know, we're all limited to the availability to do what we normally do to prioritize our self-care. And I think that as women, we always need to be reminded to put ourselves first and to have prioritize that self-care. But we also need to remind one another. Um, my sister and I and my mom, we send each other texts randomly to say, what are you doing for self-care today? Or how are you being kind to yourself today? And I think it's so important as women to not only remind ourselves of that, but to also remind the people we care about and love and remind them of that. And also as a leader, I think it's important to remind our teams the resources and tools that they have available to prioritize their self-care emotionally, physically, mentally, um, socially, and all the other ways that we need to um, make sure that we're putting ourselves first. There's, there's a plaque my mom used to have in her, her house that said, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And I think that resonates a little bit with, with women. If we're not being able to take care of ourselves, are we able to be able to take care of others the way we want to? I think that's well said, Michelle. And when I listen to you talk, I sort of think about the oxygen mask. When you get on an airplane, you have a child, they say, put yours on first, and it seems kind of intuitive. But when I hear you talk, I, I sort of hear that, that theme go through my own head. And, and, and with that, Emma, from PureFit, I thought I'd bring you into the conversation next, because obviously at PureFit, you're, you're trying to make physical activity easy to engage in. So can you talk a little bit uh, with our listeners about why it's so important for all of us, and specifically women, to prioritize this in our lives? Yeah, I think it's also really important to point out that when we say physical activity, 
we shouldn't get caught up in kind of what that is. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go to the gym for an hour. By physically, or, or by being physically active, really we're just saying move more, right? Be stationary less. And so how you choose, choose to move more is also as much about self-care as anything else to the other great points that Michelle's already made today. But I think it's also about finding something that you like to do. If you're not going to like to do it, you won't engage in it at all. And, and Emma, what advice would you give or what a couple of things do you think are important for people to do to be successful in incorporating physical well-being into their busy lives? Because a lot of people say, hey, I'm just too busy, I don't have the time. So what advice do you have for folks that, mm -hmm. that want to do it but just are struggling to try to make that work? Yeah, everyone's too busy, right? So there's a few things that I would say to that. The first is about making physical activity a priority, right? You've got to put it above and beyond kind of watching your favorite reality show. Fitness has to fall into your routine more than that. I would also say there needs to be some element of establishing a routine about around physical activity. Can you do it at the same time every day? And finding again something that you love to do. I spent many years as a personal trainer and the one thing that I found um, in all of my clients, but those clients that had appointments early in the morning, like before work, um, those were the most consistent. Those were the folks that never canceled their personal training session because no one's calling them at 5.30 a.m. and saying, hey, let's meet for breakfast. Whereas if you put, save you at all, try and schedule your physical activity later in the day, it's very easy to say, I've had a stressful day. It's just not what I'm in the mood for. Or your friends are gonna call and say, hey, let's go to happy hour. Um, if you've already done it, you're free to kind of now adjust your schedule for the rest of the day as you need. And then the last point I'd make to that question would be that you've gotta make it social. We've talked about finding things that you like to do, but maybe it's about also about inviting your friends to do it with you, whether that be walking, yoga, CrossFit, boot camp, any of those activities. It could be a game of tennis, but find friends that like to do those things also and make it social. I think those are excellent, excellent points, Emma. And, you know, we talk a lot about physical well-being, but I think the other aspect of it that we don't talk enough about is really, you know, the mental health well-being of, of of our total well-being uh, strategy. And Ashley, I think that you would be uh, the perfect person to bring in the conversation now because Emma just talked about the importance of physical activity and making it a priority, you know, but for complete health and well-being, certainly mental health is an important aspect. Can you tell us why that is so important that we pay attention to that as well? Absolutely. I, we are in unprecedented times, um, you know, and to create a sense of, you know, we're all unsettled, the stress levels are higher. Um, it's so critical right now that, you know, I, I love what Michelle said about living at work. I mean, not only are we working differently, we're now home, we're being told to socially isolate. We're pretty much changing not only the way we work, but the way we live, the way we raise our families, the way our families are educated. And we're asking ourselves to adjust and acclimate at such a rapid pace, and, and we're not all used to that. I mean, it's bigger than us, right? It's changing the way we shop and celebrate life events. And without, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, that even in our cars, we have a gas gauge, right, that tells us when we're nearing empty or it tells you when you're half full. I really often talk to folks about what's your gauge for mental health? How do you know when you're half full or almost hitting empty? 
And how do you make sure you're investing in yourself so that you have gas in your tank? Um, you know, the reference earlier about being caregivers, um, women spend most of their time caring for others and often neglect themselves. You know, two out of every three caregivers in the United States are women. And without a reminder or a text, like Michelle shared, to tell us to take time to prioritize our bodies and our minds, it's very often the last thing we think about until it catches us off guard. Very much like going to an ATM and forgetting to put money in and bouncing, you know, there's no cash left. That's really what I encourage folks to do is really monitor how you personally address distress and how do you prioritize your mental health. Um, because under stress, we all regress, and that's really an important thing to remember. It starts to impact relationships and our own mental well-being. Ashley, I think that you're spot on, and I like your analogy of the gas tank, right, to create that awareness of when we're running on empty, because you can't, you can't give to other people if you don't have anything inside in which to give. So I think that's an excellent point. And Michelle, as we sort of wrap up our discussion here today, which I think has been tremendous, you know, what, what have you done to sort of embrace total well-being in your life? And, and, and what do you do to encourage others? And I know you gave us a little bit of examples earlier around, you know, the be kind with your mom and with your sister, but beyond that, how else do you embrace that and, and share those ideas with others? Yeah, great question. I, I, I mean, as both Emma and Ashley have said, it, it's something you have to really work at, um, especially these days being able to do it. Some of the things that that they both have mentioned I think are great ways to do that that I've done is incorporating physical activity with social activity and and even just recently I've, I I joined some different workout apps and and bought some different equipment um, so I could combine that physical activity with the social aspect of working out with people when that's something that I've done in the past and I love to do but not able to do due to the current restrictions. And so I think it's really about, for me, it's about finding alternative and creative ways to ensure that, that I'm being kind to myself, that I'm doing something for myself and, and honoring my, my total well-being and being able to have that social part of it that I enjoy and, and not being isolated and also the physical part to maintain um, my well-being physically but also part of the physical activity activity has also helped me emotionally. So those are the things that I'm doing to, to try and stay balanced, as balanced as I can. Well, I, you know, I think we've hit on a lot of not only important issues, but, but strategies to think about. And some of the things that I've heard you all talk about is to, you know, not be, not be um, don't feel like you're, you're taking time away from somebody else. Don't feel guilty about taking care of yourself. Make it a priority. I also heard you talk about, you know, make it fun. Uh, do it with other people. Make sure that it's a social, uh, a social activity, not just something that continues to isolate you. So take the time, make a plan, have a strategy, and have some fun while you're doing it. So I want to thank you all for, for joining me today, for sharing your thoughts and ideas, for giving us some tools and tips to paying attention to this on a daily basis. And I look forward to all of our listeners joining us for another podcast.